This podcast is presented by 323 Entertainment. You can find this show and more wherever you stream podcasts and music. And while you're there, please follow, rate, and review. And if you want to help us continue to grow and get better while also getting exclusive releases and free merch, please support the 323 on Patreon at patreon.com slash 323read. You can subscribe for as little as $2. $2! That's patreon.com slash 323read, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash 323-R-E-I-D. It's time for At The Movies with Mr. B. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 323. As you can tell by that music, too, it is a very special 323. We are at the movies with Mr. B, and we are at a very special movie edition. This is... It's almost the Sunday hangover. We do our Sunday hangovers for post-NFL shows. But this time, it's Sunday night. It is midnight. The Oscars finished, surprisingly, on time at a three-and-a-half-hour show, even though they condensed. But this is our post-Academy Awards show. The 94th Oscars were just held. So we can only be joined by the one and only Mr. B himself, Travis Byram. Happy to be here, man. I am bewildered and happy to be here. And joining the show for the first time. Way too, it's taken way too long to get her here. She is the incomparable, the awesome, the lovely Olivia Kate. Hi, Livy. Hi, Reed and Travis. Mr. Mr. B. Yes, respect <laughs> the B. B. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, guys, it was a crazy show. It was a wild. <laughs> I think the Oscars got what they wanted out of all of that. Um, let's just let's start with, because I think everybody knows where we're going to go. Let's start with the actual winners. We'll respect the show as we have this entire process. We got big winners. Coda took home Best Picture. Congratulations wow. to them. That was a major win for the deaf community. That was an incredibly inspiring movie. We yes, also had yes. Jane Campion. Right. She won Best Director for The Power of the Dog. It's the first time we've had two women. We've had women win Best Director back-to-back years for the Oscars. Last year was Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had our big category that we debated on for a while best leading actress jessica chastain ended up taking the gold for the first time for the eyes of tammy faye we had ariana debose she won her first academy award in supporting actress for west side story and troy kotzer winning for supporting actor for his role in coda he is the first deaf male actor to win an academy award we had lots of lots of great wins Dune was cleaning up in the all of the you know production categories, and something I didn't realize was nominated. Free Guy, congrats to them just for getting nominated and getting thrown oh, in. Oh yeah, there. I saw that. Yeah, a lot of I weird ones. And um, of course, well, also Billie Eilish winning Best Original Song. Congratulations to her and her brother Phineas. Or Lin Manuel, he did not get yeah. the EGOT this time, but I'm sure at some point he's got to get it, maybe. Unless he'll be the so. next Diane Warren. 
13 nominations, oh. no win. Good Lord. Poor I know. Woman. Oof, oof. But we also had a big, big win for lead actor. And it went to everybody's favorite, an icon in the industry, Will Smith, the Fresh Prince. He won Best Lead Actor for his role in King Richard. And holy shit, was it a story leading up to that one? <laughs> wait, wait, actually, it's funny because yesterday I was watching The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Really? And yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was like, that's kind of rock. And I also was watching Everybody Hates Chris recently like i'm i like trying to finish the show <laughs> so i'm like wow okay well i'm, I'm glad you brought that up because i don't know if everybody hates chris but we've certainly found somebody who does tonight <laughs> the chris being uh chris rock i had it on our docket we were going to talk about the best the funniest the cringiest moments and i think i think universally everybody can pick number one uh chris rock came up to present tonight and he was making his jokes doing as comedians do amy schumer hit you know some you know pretty cutting jokes at the beginning of the show it's what comedians do they're gonna hit hard and chris rock came after jada pinkett smith he saw her in the crowd jada pinkett smith uh is been suffering from alopecia so she has been trying to rock the more shaved head bald look and I think it actually does look pretty good on her. Chris Rock yeah, came in well. and said that, made a joke about her, you know, he's be excited for her role in G.I. Jane 2, which, holy shit, I didn't expect a G.I. Jane reference whatsoever in a 2022 <laughs> Academy Awards. And it ended up leading to, you saw a little playful laughter from Will Smith. Jada did not look particularly happy about it and i guess will noted that jada did not look particularly happy about it next thing we know will's coming up i think it's a bit we see a hand thrown towards chris rock and then the whole broadcast just goes mute but thanks to our friends in japan we have the uncensored version of what happened after that (laughs) i will just i give the warning there this is from a japanese television broadcast so there is a little Japanese commentating going with it. Wow! Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Will Smith just smacked the shit out of me. Wow, dude! Yeah. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Keep my wife's fucking mouth! I'm going to, okay? Oh, okay. That was the greatest night in the history of television. I don't know if he was wrong about it being the greatest (laughs) night in the history of television. It was certainly a moment. Honest to God, he he and Will may have saved the Oscars in terms of ratings because this was happening the same night as the March Madness Elite Eight tournament. People were watching Texas and who even gives a shit now? Because everybody turned their TVs right over to the Oscars because they realized not only did they miss that, but they had another chance. Will Smith was still up for Best Actor. We got to see what he's going to say. And I think, fairness to him, he did give a really good emotional speech. He was very, very shaken from what happened. 
and it's understandable. They showed in the crowd during the commercial break, he was being consoled by Denzel Washington and Tyler Perry and Bradley Cooper, who were all trying to get him to shake it off. It was a hell of a time. Chris Rock, I've, he looked shook from it. He gave, as you heard at the end, he gave this nice, awkward, okay. <laughs> I can, oh, okay. Which is me every time I get shaken up on this show. <laughs> I can, oh, okay. <laughs> It sounded like he really wanted to say something, like he wanted to go even further, but he was probably afraid of the Muhammad Ali fists. Yeah, those were going to come out, and it was it was probably the you know the producers were in his ear like crazy, like crazy. Um, how did you all react to that? Because I have a lot of conflicting feelings about what happened. Um, okay, I so I was watching it with my folks. And, you know, uh, we're not watching it on the biggest uh, screen. It was in a hotel room. And it's like, oh, okay, Will Smith's coming up and he's, you know, he's going to pretend to like, you know, shake his fist or like shove him or something. And then he does the slap. And then the audio cuts out. And it's like, oh, wait, what's going on here? And then it stays off for like 30 seconds. And it's like, they would not keep a beep going for this long. And then you see Will, and you see a close-up of his face, and you can see him mouthing the words, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. And I I was like, I think, because Chris Rock genuinely looked upset and shaken. And it's like, if if this was a Chris Rock gag, it's not funny. And he's a very funny person, so just a then checking twitter and checking the headlines it's like oh my god he definitely slapped him across the face and you know i just watched right before i got on here i just watched the clip the gi jane joke and you can see jada rolling her eyes and will is laughing yeah so mm-hmm. i don't know what transpired between those like 10 seconds where Will charged up there and slapped the fuck out of him. But I, I think I, he, I think he looked to his left. I think that's what happened. He saw, he yeah. saw her reaction to it. Yeah, he's like, I see her, my my love upset. I'm gonna go defend her, and I, maybe something will happen before the show because it seemed like he was going through a lot, and that could have added to it. Um, uh, but I also, what happened with me? Um, I saw Chris Rock. I was like, yay, I'm so excited. I love Chris Rock. And then comes on stage. I'm like, yes, he was so funny. And then, and then like what Travis was saying, how, yeah, like, I mean, I heard the joke and I really didn't understand it. I was like, oh, I think I misheard it or whatever. And then saw Will laughing and then Jada looking upset. And then, of course, Will was walking up there to, Chris Rock and then slap and the audio cuts out and I'm like wait is that my TV like what happened and then yeah it was a good while too so I was like oh I don't think that was a joke <laughs> I don't think it was planned so yeah and then of course the audio comes back on and you realize just based off of Chris Rock's um, facial expression that it definitely wasn't like part of the skit so oh, no. yeah and I mean, can can either of you relate with that feeling? If we stick to just where, because Travis brought it up, you don't know, because Will was laughing 
at the start of that. And something within those 10 seconds triggered him to get all the way up on the stage, full Kanye versus Taylor Swift kind of moment, and just end Um, that whole situation. Yeah, I think that he saw, you know, like Jada's facial expression and maybe, uh, because like in his speech, he talked about, you know, God using him as a vessel. And so maybe in that moment, when it, like before he got up there, he was like thinking, well, I need to go defend my family. Like, I don't know. Maybe like he felt this like, um, I don't know how to explain it. But um, I think when you kind of laugh something off that somebody said to someone you're dating, or married to or whatever. And then it, you realize, oh, like that wasn't cool. And then maybe, maybe like, a, like just like a flashback of, I don't know, like, cause like she's been having the health issue for like years. So maybe he had like a flashback of, you know, her maybe being in pain from it. I don't know. And then like all that anger just hit him at once because also in his speech, he had spoken about, um, yeah, the, the devil and stuff like that. So I don't know. I think he just had a moment of realized what was happening. wasn't funny. Oh my goodness. So that's caused my family pain. Cause like him and Jada have been in the spotlight forever and know their marriage has gone through a lot too. And they have talked about it. So I, I think just like a lot went on, you know, how your emotions can shift really quickly from, Oh, you try to like laugh it off when you realize, Hey, like, that wasn't okay, but I think maybe he was just laughing it off. And then he really was affected by it. And then maybe Jada said something to him, like, hey, like, that's not, don't laugh or whatever. But there'll probably be more footage that'll be released. And we'll probably get to see that the behind the scenes of this 10 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could relate to that if, you know, something, something like that happens. Your significant other takes deep offense to it uh i think he overreacted i think he overcorrected his laugh in laughing with it saw that she was upset about it so he went to the next for he went to the extreme the absolute extreme of handling that situation but you're gonna do that for somebody that you love sometimes you just get overwhelmed with the emotion overwhelmed with the passion for them and you're gonna rush up and do that i i haven't been in that situation myself but i could definitely see myself losing my cool losing my shit over something like that over somebody you know fucking with my significant other yeah it's like if your significant other is going through a health issue and then someone makes a joke about it. in fact the whole entire world then it's like i think it's a bit different i think the stakes were definitely higher for him right so yeah do you do you all <sighs> think Tra- travis do you think it dampened his night do you think it dampened oh my the wind god well, it's just, uh, see, I, I certainly understand that desire to, you know, defend your person's honor, but I mean, he could have, he could have just shouted and that would have been better. He could have, God, he just could have, he didn't have to do it so publicly. And I thought he made an ass of himself. I'm sorry. And it totally, cause everyone knew he was the front runner. Yeah. Everyone knew that he was going to win that night. And I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he was no dope. I'm sure he knew he was going to win too. And it just completely, you know, we're all 
rooting for Will Smith to win an Oscar finally. And it completely sullied and soiled the moment. And to me, he was just, he was playing victim and he brought out the boohoo tears. And it's like, I get it, you know, I'm sure he has been the target of so much scrutiny, especially since Jada was fucking that August guy. You know, oh, yeah. I'm sure he August didn't I've like being him. a, yeah, uh, a cuckold, you know, but God, that was not, I mean, he assaulted Chris Rock. That's all there is to it. Yeah. And it's really embarrassing and it totally destroyed his moment. And it's one of the most embarrassing moments I've ever seen on television. I, I can focus on that word embarrassing because it comes, yes. I can come at it from a different angle too. And Stephen A. Smith of ESPN was very upset on Twitter about it, just the, the public situation of it. And particularly because I was talking about it with Emily and my mom, the BET Awards and the, you know, the BET Hip Hop Awards, there's, a le there's legacies there of these things happening, of fights coming out on stage between rappers, all this stuff. It's a perceived notion. You get to the Oscars, the it was just, as a black man, there's a perception a lot of times of the angry black man. And it's a stereotype thrown at us a lot of times that we're not going to keep our cool. We're going to lose our shit. And it was like, oh, yeah, of course he's angry. He's a black dude. He's you know angry about whatever. For Will to go up on that stage, on the biggest stage in that industry in front of a very you know it's not a particularly black crowd it's a we know <laughs> what the reputation of the oscars has been over the years with oscars too white getting nominations he's about to win his first oscar only so many black lead actors have done that you go up there you hit another black dude on stage start cussing making it a whole mess I think that's where a lot of his embarrassment and emotion came out during his speech, too, when he was saying, like you said, he was a vessel. He also said he was a vessel for his people, a vessel for the community. And what he did on in that moment and in that stage was embarrassing. It was ultimately embarrassing. I watched it, and I found it really funny at first, and the more I thought about it, I'm like, holy shit, that is such a bad look for us. Oh, man. Like, it yeah. went from, I joked in the house, it went from Oscars too white to Oscars too black in just 10 seconds, <laughs> a split moment. <laughs> and I think his speech helped a lot. He seemed genuinely apologetic. First off, you have to be apologetic to the Academy for that because oh. they will blacklist your ass so quick. Oh. Like, I'm sure it was a huge ratings moment. I know the ratings had to spike from people jumping sure. from whatever they were watching to that mm -hmm. to see what was going to happen next. And they will bring him back next year. He, you're an automatic presenter the following next year for the, you know, uh, uh, he'll present for Best Lead Actress. They'll make jokes about it, but Ooh. God, that's a bad moment. That's a ugly, ugly smear on the Academy, and you know they don't want that coming from their winners. They, If he gets blackballed as a nominee, it would not shock me in the future. 
butts. Oh, poor Will, man. Poor, J- poor Jada. I feel bad for Jada, especially because I know she's going to take a lot of heat for this, and she did not do anything. But people are just going to yeah. be coming with the G.I. Jane jokes and everything and just be yeah. completely insensitive and yeah. shitty. The memes already started. <laughs> You're right, okay. man. Oh, my God. And I'm going through my... I'm going through my feed and it's just, it's just, it's like Groundhog Day, just Will Smith, just slapping the shit out of him. So it's that, I mean, it's all, you know, Coda's, Coda's win is going to be shadowed by Will's pimp slap. Well, that's, yeah, that, that brings me to the question. Do you think this hurt or helped the Oscars all in all? I think it depends on like, Money, I think it helped, like, next year. Some people are like, oh, like, what's going to happen next year? You know, will Chris Rock come back and say something else? Will he get slapped again? Because, you know, the social media is such a huge thing now that I think it's going to live on forever. And I think for the next year, until the next Oscars, there's going to be a lot of hype and... Yeah, I think it's gonna. But then, like, it doesn't help Will. I think that, like in his family, so I think it might hurt him individually, maybe his career. But I don't know because he's been around for a long time, and he he's a musician, he's an you know actor, writer, writer, and all of that. So I don't know. I mean, the best thing he can probably do is just make fun of himself immediately. You come on something if he yeah. can somehow make you know make peace with Chris Rock and they can reenact it somewhere or do something like on SNL, oh, just immediately I'm sure they will. jump on the jokes. God, but Chris Rock, I mean, he just looked so angry, uh, and I've you know I was seeing pictures of the two of them together on social media, you know, from the past. So mm-hmm. I'm sure they were actually friends. Yeah. Um, I don't know if they've done anything together, but it's I mean he has to be just so. And not even just from the slab, but just so injured. It, he, he got the right yeah. he got the right Chris because if that had been like Chris Tucker or Chris Brown, that would have oh. been a full on melee out on the stage. Oh, we know how Chris Brown rolls. My <laughs> mom loved Chris Brown. I mean, like that was her celebrity crush. Mm-hmm. Like that was her man. Took a turn. <laughs> like, yeah, like <laughs> my dad was like, yeah, he, he cute and all, but like Chris Brown, like mm-hmm. this was when I think like two thousand and nine, two thousand eight. Yeah, I was like, um, okay, but he's like in his twenties. You're like in your forties, like yeah. stop. But um, yeah, I'm looking at Chris Rock right now. He doesn't post anything. I'm sure they're probably gonna post their individual comments about it. Poor. Poor oh. Diddy having to come up right after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's move on from Will Smith because that is what's going to dominate this night. But it was a, I think overall it was a pretty good Oscars. I think it was a pretty good show overall. Were there any other memorable moments, any other great moments, any other cringy moments, anything? What were your big takeaways from the show? We'll start with you, Libby. I know I sent this in the the chat about Amy Schumer's uh, let me look back the comment she made in the very beginning and I was like that is such a mood <laughs> and I'm gonna <laughs> use that for the future <laughs> like I'm gonna text that overall um, I think I think she was a really good host along with Wanda and Regina yeah she I did think a lot they better all bounced. than I thought she would 
Yeah. Yeah, they balance each other out pretty well. Um, I liked Wanda's skit at the museum. I forgot what the name of the museum was. I think it's, it's like the... is it just the is it the Academy Museum? Academy or Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That made it. me really want to go there too. Oh my god. I yeah, I'm like, go let's go that. right now. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think we should do uh I think we should do a remote field trip to uh the museum. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes, man. My job was to stay present until I black out. That was a funny oh, moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's that gonna be me like um a few weeks. But um <laughs> um I don't think so any like other cringy moments. I do think I mean, I didn't watch every movie that was nominated. The movies that I saw were West Side Story, um, King Richard, I think another one. But yeah, I didn't watch many of them. Um, but yeah, I was just happy to just watch it and enjoy what was happening. Yeah. I read, I picked up on one moment. Um when Amy Schumer kind of near the end after she made that, oh, I was changing my Spider-Man outfit. Did anything happen? <laughs> after she made that and she like made that seat that I didn't think it was that funny, that seat filler joke with Kirsten Dunst. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jesse, Jesse Plemons did not look amused. No, no. That could have been the he next w- Will Smith. He, he, yeah, he could have just slapped yeah. the shit out of her. No. <laughs> he, yeah, that was... Um, that was a little cringy. Um, disappointed Glenn Close didn't do uh, her dance. Was she there? This year. Was she at the I show? I didn't see her. I didn't see her. I feel like they were trying to um, egg Judy Dench on to doing something like that, but I don't know. I don't think she's in those spirits. Yeah, not, not 87 years old. Um, yeah, I, I did enjoy um, Amy really surprised me because i was i was nearly dreading hers I, I she's a joke thief and i don't find her particularly funny but she actually had some really good lines um the regina hall thing was okay you just have to think i don't know you have to think what if it was a male host coming up there and body searching you know, oh, an Elvie yeah. Cruz, yeah. or you know, totally it was it, it. It was a funny moment. I did laugh, but upon thinking about it, it's like, oh, that's kind of a double standard. I didn't think it was funny at all. I was like, no, like you can't. It, it it's like you know, you have the Me Too movement, but yet you're doing the same thing to yeah. men. That you're yeah. And I'm like, it go, it goes both ways. And yeah, I don't think they need to add that. And they didn't have to add that. It wasn't funny. They could have had something else be written in for that. It it just seemed like Agreed. a joke that's been kind of done. Like that that seems like it's been we've made that joke over the years and everything, yeah. trying to search the hot dudes. I'll I'll say Josh Brolin yeah. and Jason Momoa really <laughs> sold it well after that. Yes. They they yeah, they were good sports, but yeah, not the I don't know, not great. <laughs> I know something that might make you uncomfortable, Travis. Olivia, I don't know if you watch Euphoria or if you've seen Euphoria. I have heard of it. I do have issues with it, but look, continue. <laughs> they brought out uh, <laughs> one of the stars of the show, Jacob Elordi. Jacob. Yeah, who yeah. plays Nate. I didn't know he was Australian until tonight. I can say <laughs> when he came out there, I just only see him as a Nate. 
I know he's played in other things. I know he will play in other things, but I will only ever see him as Nate Jacobs. And it made me very uncomfortable and unsettled when I saw him. And then the Aussie accent helped a little bit, helped me bring it back down a little bit, but I feel yeah. like he could have stared right down into my soul and I would have fell down just like McKay. <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. They were going, is... they were really going for stands tonight. I don't know if you all noticed. They were going for the social yes. media stands because, like him, they're getting they're Absolutely. trying to capture the Euphoria audience. Uh, yeah, they BTS. got BTS. Yeah, BTS was the big one. Megan The Stallion. I mean, I love, love, love BTS. You love BTS. If BTS, yeah, if they do not win a Grammy. Yeah, if they do not win a Grammy, I'm done. I'm assuming that's why Sean <laughs> Mendez was there. I guess to get the Sean Mendez yeah. stands. I guess he has a lot of stands. Oh, and Reed, talk about cringe. The DJ Khaled thing. Ooh, oh my god. Yeah. What the hell was what, that? What was that? Ugh. Wait, explain. Because I I actually um so uh, what happened was I had to buy E2 TV, but I didn't realize that until last minute. So I was like cooking and then I ended up burning my arm. When I was trying to, yeah, like um, move the pasta and the sauce around. And so I have this burn on my arm. See? <laughs> so I miss the DJ Khaled because of that. I'll, I'll, I'll stick with you there for a second because that's kind of like a theme for the night. Travis, I don't know if that happened to you as well, but I also burned myself with steak grease that shot oh. onto my arm. I was cooking. As you can see, I'm dressed up. We dressed up for the yes. night. I've got my, I had my bow tie on. I love that. And I was cooking steaks. So got some real good uh, ribeyes to cook. Pan searing them. I will say this: use a cast iron. Use a cast iron before you do anything like that. Don't <laughs> use a regular pan, because next thing I know, I went to go find, I think plates, and my mom said, "Hey, very calmly, hey, read, the pan's on fire." And I was like, oh, is it? And I went out there, and it's a full flame. Just full flames. Like, cavemen had just found fire. This is a whole situation. <laughs> and, yeah, I didn't burn myself on that, but I burned myself with grease. So, yeah, it was a night for flames. It was a hot night. We had a, oh, yeah, we had our, our hot girl Oscars night. <laughs> Did you burn yourself, Travis? Oh, wait a second. Hold on. Hot girl Oscars. Um, Meg the Stallions. <laughs> we don't talk about Bruno verse. I liked on, it. Man. I liked it. What do we do? <laughs> I, I I liked it. Oh, guys, come on! And she's fun. like talking about promoting the. Oh, it was so well. It was just so strange because Disney didn't submit Bruno out of you know whatever bonehead move, and then they do it because it's super popular. They had to get it and somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It just they were just they threw Megan. They threw DJ Khaled. They threw BTS. I mean, they were begging they got, for they a got young the Desposito guy. <laughs> they got the Desposito guy in there. I like the Megan part. I did, it was a little cringy of the we got the Oscars over here. That was a little. <laughs> but you I got mean, the. I, ah. I mean, I just I liked the flow of it, but it was it was an interesting way to do it. <laughs> do we? Yeah. How do you all feel about best song? Did would they get the right? Did they get the right thing? Because I'll be honest, it's the same way every Oscars. A couple of the songs I usually do not hear until Oscars night when they perform them. Um, I actually really like that one that Reba did. And I'm I'm thinking that's the one that Diane yeah. Warren wrote. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. The poor thing like stood no chance against Billie Eilish and Encanto. But then oh, and Beyonce yeah. was there too. I actually like Beyonce's a lot. I remember downloading that after I saw King Richard. That is crazy. Yeah. That is how crazy a show has to be that it makes you forget Beyonce launched the show. I don't think <laughs> yes. there's ever been a broadcast where they opened before the monologue with an original song. So, I mean, they were from the start, they were like, young people, please, we, we, we got your queen. Um, did, you, and, did, you all uh, like yeah. the, did you all like the cast reunions? That, because we say we're talking about the young people getting that, and then we have to cater to the you know, older generations with a lot of these cast reunions. Like, they brought the Pulp Fiction cast, the Godfather, the cast of Stanley Kubrick's favorite movie, White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> I mean, I think it was nice. I didn't buy anything yeah. wrong with it or weird with it. Yeah, that ja- was fine. I'd... I was going to say the James Bond tribute was a little weird. That they couldn't they couldn't get one James Bond to do the tribute. Oh <laughs> yeah, right. They had they had Pierce, Daniel Craig's alive. Like Sean Connery's alive yeah. somewhere. No way. Isn't I, he's he, got to oh, be like, like a Tupac Cuba type thing. I shit you not, I'm alive. <laughs> just heard him in the zoom he's right there he's joining the show <laughs> Reed connery hey. everybody hey. sean playing both um, sides but no uh, on a serious note and kind of to wrap up on the the cringy things um i think will smith had nothing on the oscars themselves as being the villain of the night because not presenting those eight awards live <laughs> And letting them have their moments and having their mothers have to watch them do a pre-recorded thing. That is, to me, that is such an ugly thing to do. Were they trying to shorten the show? The show already went for three and a half hours. It went long. Like, yeah. <laughs> Will, Will, Will Smith had a 45-minute apology speech, but you couldn't make room for, you know, the documentary shorts, the, the poor guys that, you know made the windshield wiper animated movie. <laughs> you don't have time for that. That was, yeah, that was, I mean, the backlash has been tremendous, so they better present all 23 next year. Yeah, I make a valid point. I, I, I was a little mixed on it. I liked it for the most part. I liked that they were able to integrate it back into the show, shorten it a little bit, but like you said, it didn't do anything to help on time it somehow still the show went late. It just led to that however long Will Smith's speech was to apologize for his bullshit. It went into, you still had the uh, the one Japanese filmmaker going to war with the music people. But that was, that was also partially his fault too because I was laughing my ass off because he kept held, holding the trophy up like, hey, I'm finished. And then back down. I was like, oh, but yeah, wait a minute, wait a minute. And the music just, the music people just said, oh no, fuck them. Fuck them, just play it. Play I, it. That's I do want to say for the music, I'm happy they didn't play it like at all when right. um, Troy got his award. Yes. Yeah, and then when Koda won, I was like, yes, that's, that's respect. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thank you. So that was really nice. I will say that on yeah. the positive note, Troy Troy's win for Best Supporting Actor was one of the most beautiful moments I've seen in the Oscars right. to see yeah to see the crowd fully agreed to see the crowd start signing the clap the applause it was beautiful 
beautiful, and he gave a fantastic speech. He does a great Popeye. Yeah, and so, like, so deserved. You know, he was such a standout. He was so funny in that movie. And then he brought me to tears in the same 90 minutes. So I, he just, he, to me, I know I texted you all this. He's one of the greatest winners in that category of all time. Surely in the past, you know, 30 years, he was, he was tremendous. And he was actually a supporting actor. You yeah. know, he wasn't a lead masquerading as supporting. Mm-hmm. He was yeah, tremendous. Excellent. 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 So overall, how did your predictions hold up? I got 17 out of 23. Shit. Dune screwed me over. Dune overperformed. And Dune cost me a lot. (laughs) Yeah, I, same. Um, Again, I didn't watch a lot of the movies, so I kind of guessed for a majority of them. But I knew Coda would win a lot for best. Oh, oh, I, I think I put Andrew Garfield down because I did see Tick, Tick, Boom. And I really liked it. I think he did an amazing job. And I was also extremely emotional while watching that. Oh, I put Steven Spielberg down for Best Director. And then I put Olivia Coleman down for Actress Leading Role just because she had won a couple of times. So I thought maybe they would, you know, give her another Oscar. Yeah. But I mean, Jessica was amazing. I mean, just from the clips they showed, I was like, wow, like that, like her voice was different. The posture was different and and then oh i i i think the drive my car win it did win international features okay yes. i okay i got that i really want to see that film I, it yeah, looks really very good movie it looks really beautiful yeah i'm like hmm. yeah yeah definitely worth your time yeah for sure i got you all did better than me i got my ass kicked this year with our picks my <laughs> My mom dominated me and Emily. My mom finished really? with 19 out of 23. Damn. Wow. 19 wow. out of 23. Hey, Mama Murphy. <laughs> Mama Murphy killed it. I got 13 out of 23. And Flea, Flea hit me hard. That hurt me. I had it. I tried to be safe, and I had it winning international feature and animated feature. Uh, oh. It was a bad choice in the <laughs> I thought yeah, it could have gotten international. So, yeah, I of all of them, I would have liked to have seen it one um, uh, documentary. As much as I did love Summer of Soul, I thought it shined the best as a documentary. Yeah. Because um, I, I did want either Drive My Car or Worst Person in the World to win. Um, I would have loved the Mitchells versus the Machines to win for animated. That was That's like top three of last year for me. Um, but yeah, I was very bummed to see Flea lose, but I mean, it's nominations are historic. So I guess that's the win. I will. I was very happy for Questlove in Summer of Soul getting yes. featured. That was yes. an incredible movie. I thought that could have been a best picture nominee itself. Yeah. Great movie. Were there, he was, um, go ahead. I was just going to say, um, <laughs> I saw on Twitter, um, that, uh, Will Smith slapping Chris Rock and then Questlove winning an Oscar was the two most Philly things that could ever happen on the Oscar <laughs> stage. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't even think about that. I should have called our the Philly captain on our show pretty often, John McCann. I should have called him up to get his 
whole situation on it. He would have loved. He knows Philly. He said this: throwing batteries at JD Drew. That's kind of tough, but yeah, we do that. <laughs> That's Philly. That's Philly. Oh, Travis, I'm so glad you brought that up. Oh, I can shit on Philly a new way now. Whoo! Where they love. He, uh, Good for Questlove. Yeah, he just looks so overwhelmed and. You know, I know he's part of uh, Jimmy Fallon's house band, but it's like they need to start paying him more. He's an Oscar-winning director. It's a late-night war with Oscars because Stephen Colbert has John Baptiste as his band leader. John Baptiste got his Oscar last year. Oh wow! Yeah, now Fallon's got yeah. So we got a. I don't know who Kel, I don't know who Jimmy Kimmel's uh, band person is, but it's time for him to get his Oscar. He'll get Will Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That'll it's be the only gig he can get. Oh, yeah, Guillermo. It's time Guillermo's, for Guillermo's. Yeah, I love Guillermo. <laughs> he brings alcohol to the to all the award shows. <laughs> oh. I gotta, we must stand him for that. <laughs> Shout out to Guillermo. So, <laughs> finally, on tonight's, on tonight's awards, were there any... Because I'll see if maybe one of you all gets the hot take that I have out before I do. And then I can have you take the fall on it. Were there any wins tonight that you felt weren't totally deserving of the win? Were there any any wrong wins tonight? Wait, actually, I'm so sorry, but I thought about this earlier. I was going to talk about it in the group. Wasn't um, the girl from Heim nominated? She was no, she was, no, she didn't. She was very she unjustly not. She yeah. was fantastic. I okay, Penelope I thought, Cruz got that nomination. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I don't yeah. know why because oh, it was about the movie. Okay, never mind. I actually wasn't surprised I didn't win because when Doom was winning everything else, and then Coda, and I mean, of course, I didn't see the film, but I know Travis. We talked about it, and it was not like the the plot wasn't the best <laughs> i mean like it wasn't like yeah. a good good plot yeah, yeah so i mean i i'm i yeah i mean i feel sorry that's like her first role and it's like that kind of film and i mean working with children and stuff it's like mm, yeah. I, I, yeah i mean it makes me feel really like icky but i'm sure she'll have much more films to come her way I hope so because she was yeah yeah, she was just I was so bummed out because we don't need to give Nicole Kidman another nomination (laughs) Um, Olivia (laughs) Coleman as much as I liked her she just got nominated she's already won I would have loved to see more fresh blood in there because Kristen Stewart was the only non um, she was the only like virgin Oscar nominee Um, Rachel Zegler could have taken that spot um shout out to rachel Zegler, by the way for just yeah. bumping her <laughs> yeah, way into that show, show. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it, yeah she did not yeah, get an invite to the family. oscars yeah she did not get an invite to the oscars even though usually casts of the best picture nominees will get invited she was the lead of the movie she did not get an invite wound up at the show after talking about it on twitter and people on twitter blowing up about it yeah her fan yeah. base is wild cyberbullying works violence and cyberbullying works will smith slapped a man won an oscar 20 minutes later it's undeniable proof look trump tried to tell us (laughs) 
Um, the only thing that I'll say in response to your question, um, I feel like Jessica Chastain was always bound to get an Oscar. And um, I feel I need to see the performance first. So I want to ask y'all, do y'all think that this merited the Oscar win? So I will say yes, but I will say yes on the basis that I did not see any of the other performances, any of the other four. I did not see The Lost Daughter. I didn't see Barallel Mothers. Um, Being the Ricardos, I feel like I've seen enough of to say that Nicole could lose on that one. Yeah. And Spencer, I haven't seen, but I am very intrigued by that performance. I did think, I think think Jessica Chastain was wonderful in the eyes of Tammy Faye. I think the movie itself was above average. I wouldn't have pushed for it to get a Best Picture nomination. But her and Andrew Garfield's performances really made that movie. And her in particular, she kept my attention the entire time. And I did not think of her as Jessica Chastain at all. She had my attention. She had my emotion the entire time. So to me, it's a valid win. Okay. Yeah, I didn't see it. But just what I said earlier about like the clips that I seen... I was like, I felt even just like my eyes were glued and she was definitely okay. transformed. Uh, awesome. I mean, like the uh, the clips from the other actresses, I didn't feel, I mean, I guess Kirsten Stewart probably would be the second of all yeah. of them that I felt compelled to when I saw the clips. Um, I, I mean, but <laughs> I'm like, I mean, Dakota Johnson was in the film with Olivia Coleman and Ever since Fifty Shades of Grey, I just, I can't look at her the same. I can't look at her any different than her performance. And I mean, that, I mean, yeah. And yeah, so. Um, and Reed, I, I don't want to steal mm. your thunder, but I think we might be getting to the same thing, um, take, which is. Take the stab, take it for me is will smith's oscar win let's put aside all the bullshit that he did today is will smith's oscar win um is it overdue rewarding a veteran or is it a genuine this was the best performance of the year what do you think i it's why i brought this up i had this on the docket before like you said before the bullshit came out i think it was just a career win i think it was a legacy award i think he was overdue i i enjoyed him in king richard i thought he was good but to me it was just it was a little overacty to me yep i i felt him as will smith playing richard williams in the movie i again i thought he was good but it just didn't transport me like that i thought it was just a little much it reminded me of Denzel Washington and Fences, who I thought was Ooh. great. I thought he was great yes. in it, but I thought it was just too much. I thought he was a little overacting, and I could see Denzel in it the entire time. Um, great comparison. I really I, yeah. Go off. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was saying go off of that. Um, yeah, I mean, one of my favorite Will Smith movies is Collateral Beauty. I saw it a few years ago, and I yes. really, really liked it. Yeah, I really thought that he was his own character in that. My pick was Andrew Garfield, and I think he mm-hmm. did an amazing job transforming. I mean, 
Agreed. singing and dancing at the same time. I've, I've done that. On, I mean, I think I thought we we've all done that, like performing on stage. And I don't even have you done theater. I have not. No. Oh, okay. I don't know why I saw you. I've sang on the show, like, and people would understand. Yeah, <laughs> and like singing and dancing at the same time is hard, but like filming that—that's that's that's a real that's a lot. Um, but so I think he did amazing in that, and the motion was real. You can tell like he just completely transformed to somebody else. So I really saw not Andrew Garfield, but um, the I forgot who. He, I forgot the. I think it's been a while since since I've seen it. It was uh, Jonathan Larson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I really saw Jonathan Larson, but yeah, I mean, sure. I yeah, I think Wilson did a good job, but I mean, yeah, I I agree with you, Olivia. If 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 I you know if I were on the Academy, I would have voted for Andrew Garfield, um, and then Benedict Cumberbatch was, as Reed and I have discussed on this show, a terrifying villain, so convincing. Um, and Will Smith, yeah, to go off what you said, Reed, it was a very, very obvious Oscar baby performance. Play a real man, you know, he's he's putting on the voice, he's got, you know, he's got the beard and everything. It's a little, you know, not super transformative, but you know, in a biopic. And I thought one of my favorite jokes of the night was um, I'm so glad we're finally getting a movie about Serena and Venus, his mm-hmm. father. <laughs> yep. 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 I've thought about that since the movie was announced. You know, so yeah, this was, um, oh God. And I, I hate that, you know, it soiled it, soiled it. It's soiled. It's, it's, it's soiled the wind so much because literally 99% of my life, I have rooted for Will Smith and I've adored him. And, I was like, I was like, hmm, I hope they mess up and they call someone else's name. <laughs> yeah. And I agree with I agree with you about Cumberbatch. That would have been my vote. He just it, the yeah. terror of him, the subtle terror of it just resonated with me and stuck with me from Power yeah. of the Dog. Um just, I honestly I'm glad skin. I'm glad Livy brought up collateral beauty because I even have that ranked above King Richard. I have my top five Will Smith performances. Oh, and I'll, oh, I will give them to you very quickly. We have number five, I Am Legend. Oh, yeah. I thought he was actually great in that. I, I've, Hell, yeah. And it may have just been like a nostalgic thing, but I remember back then I was pushing for Oscars for him for that. Absolutely. Number four. The mannequin? Yeah. Yes. And just when, <laughs> and when his dog died. Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> number four, I had Collateral Beauty. I thought that was a really different and an original role for him. Number three, yeah, very number three, I have Ali. He was fanta- He was a fantastic Muhammad Ali. Number two, Absolutely. Concussion. Oh, I thought he was great in Concussion as the uh, about that. as that doctor. And number one was Pursuit of Happiness. Hmm. I had yeah. all. I have all of those ranked above King Richard. I have not seen Forrest Whitaker in The Last King of Scotland, who we lost to, but I, I'm i just having a hard time imagining anyone giving a better performance than Will Smith in Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, I know. mean, it's the it's the stuff Oscars are made of, and it wasn't just Oscar bait. He was genuinely fantastic. 
and it's it's an overall problem I have with the movie, which I thought the movie was just I thought the movie was just above average itself. Um it's something that we'll I'm planning on us diving into on a later episode about sports movies and how they're produced. This that movie was very obviously produced by the Williams sisters. Yes. I've seen plenty of documentaries and reports on Richard Williams to know that he is not as polished as he was in that movie. He was still he was a very flawed man in the movie. He is not that lovable. I, w- I will say <laughs> I really, really liked Respect. That's an underrated this movie. Year. Yeah. Um, or last year. I very, very good. I mean, I sat through, I think it was almost three hours and just it just sat there. I was like glued and cried and all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but my favorite docuseries is definitely Lion. Yeah. That's a great I thought one. no one else knew about it. Here I am finding out. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. a couple hours ago that y'all have seen it. So that's... I love Lion. Lion, I, I, that is that is seriously uh that is the hardest I've ever cried in a movie yeah. in my life. <laughs> yeah. I was I mean, I was just an absolute wreck. Um un- another underrated movie. But yeah, Will um he should have gotten in for that. I didn't care for Ollie the movie. I thought him as Ollie was fantastic. Um, so yeah, just and those are just his nominated roles. Um, you know, he just yeah. So you you think it was career uh, read? I think it was just a career win. I think it was a, just a career <sighs> win, just like I think DiCaprio for The Revenant was a oh, makeup for Wolf of absolutely. Wall Street. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it was just like that, and. I feel bad for Will because we are tearing into him tonight. <laughs> but you know what? It happens. He made an ass out of himself on TV, and we had this thoughts before the show, anyway. But Wait, hold on, there's a hold on, there's a knocking at my door. Will Smith? Huh? Ow! Oh no! Oh, Will! No. Will! Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me on a live podcast. Damn it, Will. Damn. Will, why? Will. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, and just before just before we get out of that, let me let me. I'll just play for you all exactly why I never did theater. I throw a picture in the end zone and I do a little jokes. I have little baby hands and I call the football stukes. That's the kind of music we make on this show. I mean, that's brilliant. I don't know what you're talking about. Reed, where is there a, is there a is there a write-in submission for best actor for Reed Murphy for that performance? And I'm wow. Kenny. You know, wait. Oh. <laughs> I mean, wait, wait, wait. Since we're on the Oscars, I think we should talk about the best film or play. By tra- written by Travis Byron. Ooh, absolutely yes. not. We are we are gonna Let's, keep going on with reading whatever pull, it says. I'm I'm gonna pull up your Facebook and find that link. Absolutely <laughs> not. Absolutely it's, not. It's happening. You, you know what? Uh, I'll tell you, Travis. Very well. We don't know. It's very early. It's March, but it's still very early. Travis could very well be a Oscar nominee in 2023. We don't know what we'll yeah. produce. We yeah. don't know what will come out. That song that I just played for you might get nominated for Best Original Song. Best me, Original Song. Easy. Let, let me ask you all, because just to close this out, and we'll get a, we'll get on it before Deadspin or whoever the hell else tries to jump in here, 
slash film, cinema blend, all these assholes. Way too <laughs> early predictions for 2023. It's way too early. I don't. We barely know what's even coming out. Any movies that you all are looking forward to, looking to see as potential Oscar darlings next year? I, there was... I got a, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Um, there's a movie coming out by A24. It's a horror film, and it already has, like, really good ratings. Is that men? But I don't... I don't... Wait, no. I know there's an That's A24 movie I just saw a trailer for with Jesse Buckley, who was nominated tonight, that she'll be mm. leading. No, that's not it. I think it's in theaters, I, actually. I've got um, three movies, and honestly, it's, you know, it's Oscar season just closed, so it is so hard. But these three movies, these aren't the movies that I'm, like, most excited for, but these are the three that I could definitely see them having attention. Uh, Babylon by Damien Chazelle. Yes. Um, you can always count on his stuff now to get Oscar buzz. Um Killers of the Flower Moon from Martin mm -hmm. Scorsese with Leo. That just, I don't know. That just seems like, uh, you know, a hole in one. And then this one's going to be a little surprising. But Darren Aronofsky coming out of uh, kind of semi-retirement uh, with The Whale. And it's got Brendan Fraser. And it's based off a play about this really morbidly obese man like six seven hundred pounds and is making a relation i think mending a relationship with his daughter the internet is rooting for brendan fraser so much i can sort of see the oscar campaign coming now yeah so brendan sauce absolutely no i'm glad that you brought i'm glad that you brought that up i'm glad you brought up killers of the flower moon because i think that that will be a big contender, not only because it's a Scorsese movie, not only because it's got DiCaprio and Robert De Niro teaming up for the first time in a Scorsese movie, not only for the plot line that it's an agent in the newly formed FBI who's on the hunt for a killer or killers of Native people in 1920s Oklahoma, but you know who's starring in it as well? Best Picture baby darling, Jesse Plemons. He manages to be in one of those every single year. Yes. Babylon sounded very interesting. A Damien Chazelle movie about the golden age of Hollywood. Brad Pitt, Tobey Maguire, Margaret, Margot Robbie. Um, one that you brought up to me before, Travis, The Fablemans, which is Steven yes. Spielberg's passion project based on his childhood. They've got John Williams even coming to do the score for it. Oh, uh, hell yeah. We have one that I'm a little wild card that I'm looking at. Next goal wins. It is Ooh. Taika Watiti's. It'll be his second movie of 2022 after Thor: Love and Thunder. This Ooh. one it's going to star Michael Fassbender, Elizabeth Moss, and Will Arnett, who's replacing the cannibal Army Hammer. And it's about the American Samoa national football team, how they went from being considered the weakest football team in the world to qualifying for the 2014 FIFA World Cup. That, I think Taika, I think Taika's got an in with the Academy now after Jojo Rabbit. I think they know his name. He's got plenty yeah. of fantastic television work with what we do in the shadows and 
a new show that we just binged in one day called Our Flag Means Death on HBO Max. There's also, I discovered, The Woman King, which is Viola Davis and a historical epic. So that could be a Best Actress contender. Okay. And then the most interesting that I saw, Canterbury Glass, which is David O. Russell's newest film. I don't think he's done one since that kind of shit movie, Joy. But everything before that was great. (laughs) Everything before The Fighter, American Hustle, Silver Linings Playbook. Nothing is known about the plot. I will just tell you the cast for the movie. Christian Bale, Margot Robbie, Robert De Niro, Anya Taylor-Joy, Michael B. Jordan, John David Washington, Rami Malek, Zoe Saldana, Mike Myers, Timothy Oliphant, Michael Shannon, Alessandro Nivola, and of course, Taylor Swift. <laughs> so you know Love they're gonna that. it's it's gonna be a best picture nominee because Taylor Swift's gotta be there. Damn. That is wait, stacked. What's, wait, what's the name of the It is called Canterbury Glass. Canterbury. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Huh. Hmm. So it wasn't even on my radar. Huh. I just even find these movies. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I just sit back and just wait for what comes out. It's the best approach, honestly. <laughs> Is it very true? Dove way too deep. All right, people. Before I get you out of here, is there anything you'd like to add about these 94th Academy Awards? Um, do you think Dune deserved all the nominations? I will tell you oh, that. Wins. Sorry. I will tell you that Emily uh, and I tried to watch Dune yesterday. We started the first ten minutes and then we stopped it. But I saw the visuals of it. It it's an incredibly visual experience of a movie. So I do believe like visual effects. As much as I loved No Way Home and the mirror dimension scene, and Emily, you know, rooting the way for Shang Chi. Dune probably did deserve a lot of those technical awards. Yeah, I I watched it, and I watched it in the theaters with, with my fiance, and ooh, <sighs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, I don't think it had better cinematography than Power of the Dog. I don't think its special effects were more impressive than Spider Man. Uh, I don't think its editing was better than Tick, Tick, Boom. Um, I think it had great sound. It did have good production design. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I I have not read any of the Dune books. And I feel like that would have helped greatly in my enjoyment of it because I was just struggling to, you know, keep track of everything. So it was, it was all right. But six Oscars, uh, I don't know about that. I will fully agree with you on editing. I will fully agree about that. I I picked Power of the Dog, but it wasn't until I saw the little clip of Tick, Tick, Boom that I remembered that was the one thing that stuck out from the 20 minutes that I watched. The editing was lovely. The editing was incredible for that. Yes. And then I saw yes. Don't Look Up was nominated, and I could not understand that. that I actually watched seriously. that. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the movie, but Adam McKay has a thing with just rapid mad like mad person oh editing God. for his movies and shows that oh, I can't really get awful. down with. It was so awful, Reed. Um we're gonna say one thing about would, genetics and then we're gonna show a tiger growl. 
oh yeah it was embarrassing and then i saw it get nominated and it was like what the fuck um i would like to end on a positive note about an award ceremony um it was not the academy awards um nobody got slapped at the razzie awards and jared leto jared leto officially is the worst supporting actor of the year Uh... for house of gucci Oh my goodness. And that's <laughs> the kids love it. And that's my favorite win of the year. <laughs> it's a shame that we haven't gotten Jarrett Leto sound on here yet. I wonder I never who... saw House of Gucci. Apparently according to Tra- according to Travis, you should. Oh, I I, I just despise it. <laughs> I will an important update. Before we close out, as Travis said, the Razzies. Worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. The winner, the nominees were Bruce Willis for American Siege, Bruce Willis for Apex, Bruce Willis for Deadlock, Bruce Willis for Fortress, Bruce Willis for Midnight in the Switchgrass. That's a weird title in the middle of all of these. Bruce Willis for Out of Death, Bruce Willis for Survive the Game. But the winner was Bruce Willis. For cosmic sin. What a title. You don't need anything else for those. Congratulations, or I'm sorry to all the Bruce Willis's, the Bruce Willis I that lost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shout out to Bruce Willis. Shout out to you two. Thank you two for being here. Thank you two for joining in during this whole Oscar madness, and it's going to be exciting to go along the way. Livy, we need to have you back a lot more. Need to yeah. have you back and a lot. My more. dog will, will join too. Yes. Yes, <laughs> always. And Fine should join as well, Travis. Livy, thank you for being here. Livy, do you have anything to promote? Um no, really. I'm probably doing some crew stuff, but not any like film film stuff. Find her on the social. I did, She's got a lot of interesting yeah. work. I did. Absolutely. I actually did an audition recently, and the guest of the monologue came from. Talked about the film earlier, and it was a really good film that Denzel Washington was in. Fences. Oh. Yeah. So the director nice. was like, "I want you to do the monologue," and it was the monologue that the lead actress who won an Oscar for, and he wanted to perform that, and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> so I mean, I was proud of it, but they went with somebody else, which is perfectly fine because like. It's your film, your baby, your project. But um, so I might do crew work on that film, but we'll we'll see. But um, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna keep that monologue in my pocket. So I think something good came out of that. I think that we should have you do that monologue sometime on the show, maybe even in a Denzel impression if you work on it. (laughs) Absolutely. We'll all do our (laughs) Denzel impressions and just have a full scene together as multiple Denzels. Yes. I'm telling you, I'm ready. I'm, 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 I'm ready for you. Denzel Washington, no way me. home. <laughs> <laughs> All three Peters played by Denzel. <laughs> That's right. Do you have anything, Travis? Uh, Will, uh, anything Will to promote? I, me and Will Smith, uh, Reed and I, we we have something potentially cooking Ooh. for uh, for the future. That's all I'll say. Ooh. Wait. Does it involve any like music stuff? 
Olivia, no, it's just a tease. It's just a tease. Oh, oh, okay. Well, we're oh, teasing. Okay. We're teasing the people. They can't have it all. We just have to throw okay. some salt. Okay. Well, <laughs> actually, speaking of music, I have a couple songs that I've written and worked to my teacher on. So I mean, they're ready to be like recorded. So there's cool. Fun, so we will take on, premieres. You know, bringing my song songwriting to life. Um, may or may not be a bit of shade towards people you know but you know we're looking at you jake gyllenhaal <laughs> yeah when i saw him i was like is he gonna like say something about taylor swift because like her fan base is gonna destroy him because <laughs> they've done it so much over the years so i, love, I mean i'm a swifty but i'm not i love the different uh the different approaches to that joke that they said about them about him and maggie gyllenhaal being a couple oh, maggie, maggie didn't seem to take it well but jake played right into that he he did. Maggie Maggie looked pissed. <laughs> As you should be when somebody insinuates that your twin sibling is your lover. This uh, <laughs> twin? I didn't know they were twins. I think they're twins. Yeah, oh. they're twins. Reckless oh. speculation. Mm. <laughs> oh, anyway, All that right, is man. our show, ladies and gentlemen. Olivia, Kate, Travis, Byram, thank you for being here. We will. Thanks get... for having me on, man. Yeah, thank you for having me. Please come back for the 2023 Oscars. If you're listening, please come back for the 2023 Oscars. Come back for every show. We're going to have plenty of shows. We have a lot of things to talk about. For now, I am Reed Murphy. This has been the 323. Chris Rock, take us out. <laughs> well, I can, oh, okay. <laughs>